Let's open our Bibles, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Verses 16 and 17, 2. Verses 16 and 17. Any of you want God to work in your heart, in your life? Yeah. Any of you need uh, some encouragement? I know Jim prayed for that too. That was, that was good. How many of you need comfort in your life? Any of you need comfort in your life? No? How about strength? Any of you need strength in your life? Well, we got a table in back, and we, all you got to do is just pick it up. It's there for your taking, little packages. Just take them home, and that's how it works, right? I guess maybe it doesn't quite work that way. You know, I believe, and we're going to read about it today, that God does give us those things. He really, really does. I really believe that because I experience it. I know it. But the question is, how does he do that kind of stuff? Because, you know, we can talk all this spiritual stuff and, and, you know, talk about, you know, love and peace and all this, all the different things that, that the Bible speaks about. But I, I, I'm, pra- I'm more practical. Well, how does God do that? How is God going to give me comfort and encouragement and strength? How is God going to do that? Is it like I just said, something on the back table, you just go pick it up? Is it some... I know what it is. It's some exercise that you do, right? If you just do this exercise over and over, then it becomes a habit, and then, you know, then you're really strong, right? doesn't quite happen that way spiritually, right? I don't think so. Not that we shouldn't be doing things. We do need to do certain things. But, 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 I, but I question this. How does God work these things into our lives? How does he make these things happen? And, I, and what, what I really believe in is that it's an inside job. Now, if you know, you know what an inside job, the definition of an inside job is? Anybody? No? Because none of you are criminals. <laughs> the criminals know what an inside job is. You get somebody on the inside, right, of the bank, Right? who is going to work it out so you can uh, rob that bank. Somebody, somebody gains a position of access. Uh, it's actually a position of trust. You have to be trusted. You have to be so believable that you get in there and they trust you with the keys to the vault, right? They trust you they, that, that you have this access. And so then human nature being what it is, then they realize, well, you know what? Uh, I've got access here. And maybe, uh, maybe they won't notice if I take a few thousand here and a few thousand there. Have you ever seen that in the news here in Rhode Island? No, not. <laughs> doesn't happen here. Not for sure not happens in Rhode Island. Have you ever, you know, insider trading is the same kind of thing. People, you know, they get inside information and then they use it for their own benefit, right? So that's what insider, that's what an inside job is. Somebody who's, who's, who's working on the inside and they're going to carry out their plan. They're going to bring it for their own benefit. But now applying that to what God does in our lives, it is an inside job. But he does it for our benefit. 
It brings him glory, definitely. But he, he does it for our benefit. He, he's working on the inside of us. He has what I just mentioned. He, he has our trust and he has access. Okay? He has our trust and we trust him in, to do something inside of us. He, we trust him to, to, to work out these things in our lives. Because you and I know... Well, I hope you know, because I know for sure, I can't whip these things up. I can't make these things happen. I can't, um, you know, if I just say the word encouragement over like 50 times, I'm going to be so encouraged. Uh, it's like a chant. I'm just going to chant it. Well, that's what the Eastern uh, mysticism kind of people do. They, they come up with some word, and, and you know, uh, what, what's the word they chant over and over again? The mantra, and it's a, some, one of the famous mantras is Om, what means nothing, but they've actually they've gone back and, and uh, this is extra, there's no charge for this. <laughs> they've gone back and you know, translated some of these mantras that they were giving people, and they were actually the names of like gods, false gods. So it's not as, it's not as uh, you know, Innocent as what they would make it seem. Anyways, that's extra. Like I said, no charge, no extra charge for that. But so, so for me to just like quote something over and over and, and chant something, that isn't going to work. But, but I believe that God is working inside of us to bring about the things that we're going to read about today. I really believe that. Why? Like I said, because I've experienced it, because I know. Because God is faithful. God is faithful and he's working on the inside. Let's look at these verses here, verses 16 and 17. It's kind of a, a prayer, really, and also a blessing, kind of a combination prayer blessing where, where uh, Paul is asking God to do these things. Verse 16, May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope. Encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. He's asking God to do these things. And how is God going to do it? Again, I believe he does it because he's on the inside working these things out. It's an inside job because he has our trust and hopefully, this is where our part comes in, he has access. He has access. Philippians 1.6, you know that, that verse, uh, one of my favorite verses. It says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work, where? In you. He will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. He's began this good work, but the work isn't on the outside. He isn't like, if you wear these certain kinds of clothes, if you talk this certain kind of way, if you act a certain way, but no, he's like, he's like in the inside, working this work in us, and he started a good work. It's a good work. Does that make it an easy work? I think if you know your own heart, you'll say, well, maybe not always easy, right? Because we all know ourselves better than anybody else does except him. He knows us even better than we know ourselves. So when we say, God, you, you've got a pretty big job here. I mean, you know, I know me. You don't you out here, you, you don't know me like I know me, and I don't know you like you know you. And, but if we're honest, we say, you know what? 
what a job. Because I can't fix myself. But, but God says, I want to come and I want to work. I want to do a good work in you. And look what he's talking about. These things here, encouragement. He's talking about uh, strength. He's talking about hope. He's talking about his love. And these all are things that he wants to do, but he doesn't do them from the outside. Like I said, he does them from the inside. He doesn't leave us on our own and say, well, good luck. Just get encouraged, bro. Just, you know, get strong. Stand firm like we talked last week. Just, just do it. Pull yourself up by the bootstraps. You can do that. He, do, he never leaves us on our own to do what he asks us to do. He will always give us what he asks us to do. He always strengthen us, give us what we need to do what he asks us to do. He, he doesn't ask us to do something that he doesn't provide. He doesn't leave us on our own. A few things I want to point out to you in this passage here. It says, may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father. There's a very personal part of this where it says Jesus himself and God our Father. And so it's kind of a, the, the language here is plural. But when you get to the verbs of loving and giving and encouraging and strengthening, it's interesting because they switch to singular verbs. What does that tell us? That tells us that, that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one. I believe in the Trinity. I believe the Bible teaches the Trinity, but we see it here in, in this language here. It's not just God the Father. It's the Lord Jesus Christ himself as well. And as I'm going to point out to you in just a minute, it's the Holy Spirit as well. Well, how does God live within us? How does God do this work inside of us? He does it by the Holy Spirit. So, oh, no, you're going to talk that Holy Spirit stuff now. I'm out of here. That's too scary for me. Okay, I'm going to turn around. Any of you that are freaked out, you can just like leave right now. It's okay. <laughs> There's nothing to be afraid of. The Holy Spirit is, is you know, part of the Trinity, and He wants to do a work, and, and we don't need to be afraid of Him. Now, I've been, I've been to a lot of different places in my, uh, lo my, my long uh, life of 45 years. And... Uh, I've been to some places where, you know, you could get freaked out. You could get freaked out and say, you know what, whoa, that's, that's really freaky. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not ready for all that. And, and uh, how many of you have been, you know what I'm talking about? How many of you are feeling that way right now, right here? <laughs> Put your hand down, Val. Oh, you were just, okay. Um. The Holy Spirit, he, he, he's, he's gentle. And he's, and he's, he's uh, always going to point us to Jesus. He's not going to draw attention to himself. You know, the Holy Spirit is like, oh. No, he's going to point us to Jesus. That's what Jesus told us. May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and gave us eternal encouragement and good hope. Again, it... It starts with his love, and, and I want to reiterate that, and I think we, we should talk about it every week, not just because, you know, we have to, but because it's, it's so, it's awesome that God loves us, and God loves you. 
Again, you know, he's not, he's not got this big hammer and just want to smash you like we heard. That we sometimes think, God loves you. I want to reiterate that. God loves you. He really, really loves you. And sometimes, and I include myself in this, sometimes we have trouble even believing that how could God love anyone like me? And, you know, you don't have to raise your hands, but how many ever feel that way? God really doesn't love me. No. He, he loves, you know, like he loves the whole human race, but he doesn't really love me. But you know what? That's not true. He loves you. And he wants to work in your life, and he's began a good work, and he's going to bring that work to completion. He's going to finish what he started because he loves you. It always starts with his love. See what he says there, then he, he talks about what he's already done. He's, it's kind of past tense. What God has done in the past, he loved us, and by his grace he gave us. What did he give us? Eternal encouragement and good hope. These the history of what he's done. That's why, that's why I can speak today about some of these things because I know the history. I've seen the history in my own life. I've seen the history in, in people's, countless people's lives around me. And so I've seen him be faithful. And so I can clearly say God is going to be faithful because I've seen him to be faithful. He has always proved himself. He's never let me down. Does that mean he's always answered every prayer I wanted? No. Sometimes, as you know, he says what? No. Right. Yes. To no. You know what I'm saying. By his grace, he gave us this eternal encouragement and good hope. This word for encouragement, some of your versions have it translated comfort. Uh, some call it consolation. But it's very interesting. The word is, is a, a Greek word, and I'm not a Greek scholar. I don't pretend to be, but there's some things that are just clear. And this Greek word is called parakaleo, P-A-R-A-K-A-L-E-O. And the kaleo means call, and the para means near. So it's, it's this idea of a calling near. Does that make sense? Say, well, what's that do with encouragement and comfort? Well, when he calls us near, you see, this is what he's doing. He's going to encourage us. He's going to comfort us. He's going to exhort us sometimes as well, because that's also included in the meaning of that word. He calls us near, and, 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 and this is part of the relationship that we can have with him, that he's calling us near. Notice he says, I've given you eternal encouragement, eternal calling you near. It's not like he says, I don't want you near me today. That's like human, right? You know, I'm tired of you today. I don't even want to talk to you today. Do you ever say that to your kids? Go to your room. I want to talk to you. To your husband? Don't say that. <laughs> you know, we do that kind of stuff, but... But God never says, you know what? No, he's always saying, I, I want you to come near. I want you to come close. I'm right here. I'm right here. And he gives us that good hope, that confident expectation that, that there are things that he's planning, the things that he has got ahead of us. So he says he's already done it in the past. He loved us. He gave us these things. In verse 17, now he's saying, for the future, for now, what I want to do is I want, 
I want God to give you more encouragement, comfort, exhortation, more drawing near, more calling near. And I want God to give you more of this strength that you need in every good deed, in every word, in in the way we live our lives, what we do, what we say. God can do it. How does he do it? He does it on the inside. How does he bring these things to us? He he comes and lives within us. And and you say, well, I don't quite understand that. Well, I want want us to turn together to John chapter 14, and we'll read what, what Jesus said about it, because it's by the Holy Spirit living in us that third person of the Trinity, that these things take place. John chapter 14, I want you to turn with me there. Now the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit living within us. And it, interesting, it, it kind of talks about it in two ways. One, it talks about us living within us individually, right? But also the Holy Spirit living within us corporately. So the, the Spirit is living within us as a fellowship but he's also living within me and within you if you are a believer in him. Personally, you say, wow. Wow, what are you talking about? Well, that's what Jesus said. Let's look here in John chapter 14, verse 16. He says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Now that's some pretty incredible language, isn't it? He says, I'm going to live within you. He says, the Holy Spirit is going to live within you, but then he says, I'm not going to leave you on your own. That's what I've been trying to say. He's not going to leave us on our own. He says, I will come to you. How is he going to do that? He's going to come by the Holy Spirit because they are one. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one. But an interesting thing about this, and there are some versions that trans- translate this counselor to be what? Any of you have a different version there? Advocate, Advocate yeah. Anybody have anything else? Comforter, right? You know what the word is there? Take one guess. Guess in the dark here. Anybody? Some versions actually spell it out. It begins with a P. Paraclete. Parakletos, which is a form of the same word for parakaleo, right? The one who draws near. He says, I'm going to send you the one who draws near. He's going to live inside you. How, how much better, how much more effective is it for what God wants to do in our lives to actually be there on site, right? Within, inside job where he's wanting to do this thing. He's got our trust and he's got our access and he wants to do a work within me. He's drawing us near to himself. He's calling us near. He's always calling. Listen, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here for you. I want want to do a work. I'm working in you. I'm working in your life. You don't need that thing over there. Now, I think there is a sense where you and I, we have these kind of closed-off rooms in the house where we say, well, okay, God, you can work in my life, but not over there right now, not yet. Maybe someday, but that, you know, that room's kind of like off-limits. Like he can't see what's in there, maybe. 
you know, you blacked out the windows or whatever. Well, he, he can see right through all that. The night is as day to him. He, you know, you can't, you can't keep him out. But you know what? He will kind of let us make some choices about access. It says, I'll be within you. The comforter, the counselor, the advocate, the spirit of truth. I will be in you. The Holy Spirit says, he won't leave us on our own. Jesus said, I won't leave you as orphans to make it on your own. He says, I will come to you and you'll live within us. Jump down to verse 26. There's a number of passages. Jesus talks in this discourse uh, over a number of chapters here. Look in verse 26. He says this, but the counselor, again, the same word, the comforter, the encourager, the exhorter, the advocate, he says, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. He will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. You know, I got a horrible memory. I can't even remember your name. What is your name again? I, sometimes I can't remember, you know, I'm trying to think of words. I think it gets, it gets better with age, you know, where you try, you, like there's a word you kind of think of, and you can't think of that word, and it's like a word you know. Anybody, that happened to anybody besides me? I don't know, I can't remember. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit working within us, he says, I'm going to teach you, I'm going to train you, I'm going to work with you to help you. And not only that, he says, I'm going I'm to bring to your remembrance things that I've told you. Now, you know that he can't bring anything to your remembrance if it's never been there before, right? right? So we need to listen, we need to read, we need to do the things we need to do. But, but he's going to do this work. You see, it's not, it's not all based on how good my memory is. It's based on him and what he's trying to do. We don't have to be afraid of what he is trying to do. He will remind us of everything that he said to us. One more passage on that. I want you to turn next book, Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9, verse 31. It says, Then the church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria, they enjoyed a time of peace. And it was strengthened and encouraged, comforted, exhorted by the Holy Spirit. And it grew in numbers, living in the fear of the Lord. Remember I said that God's going to do something within us as individuals, but also corporately? See, he's talking about corporately as a church there, right? See that? He was living within the church and, and truly by his Spirit, God wants to do a work, is doing a work, and he is building his church. He's calling his people near, strengthening them, and he wants to strengthen all of us. There is a sense, and we, we went to a concert the other night, and, and one of the things that the, uh, one of the guys was talking a lot about was the fact that God is doing a work, but it also, in us individually, but he's doing a work in us, and a lot of it takes place together. You know, Proverbs says what? Iron sharpens iron. So one man sharpens another. 
you know, that we are building each other. We're, we're encouraging one another. The Hebrew says, encourage one, of the, one another daily while it's still called today. So there's, there's a sense that God is doing this in us individually, but he's also doing it corporately where you and I, we need each other. And we need to like keep an eye on each other and, and help each other out. Because there's times when I just, I, I'm just flat out. I just, I got nothing. And I know that there are people that will encourage me and, and people that, will, that are praying for me, that will pray for me. So we need to be able to, to have a friend or, or a spouse or somebody in a Bible study where, you know what, I'm having a bad day. I'm having a bad life. <laughs> will you pray for me? And you don't even have to tell them all the gory details. Listen, just pray for me. Will you pray for me? There's encouragement in that. I know I get encouraged. I hear somebody, you know, I prayed for you. I got a text one time. It said, you know, I woke up at 1 o'clock in the morning and I prayed for you. And I go, wow, that was encouraging. Not that this poor guy couldn't sleep, but that he prayed for me. Called me nearer to the Lord. Called me nearer to Jesus. It's an inside job, you see. God wants to work inside of us. Notice back in 2 Thessalonians now, he talks about encouragement, that calling near, that comfort, that exhortation. He says, but it's in the heart. Again, it's an inside job. It's in the heart. It's happening within us. And it works its way out. That's the way God works. He works from the inside out. He doesn't work from the outside in. There's a very big difference. He says, though, that, that the second thing there, he says, and strengthen you in every good deed and word. And we talked last week about, you know, the Lord wants us to, to stand firm and to hold on to his word. And so it's the same word now that he's talking here about strengthen, that he would help us and make us stand firm. That's what he wants to do, to make us stable. Again, we could say, you know, I'm just going to stand strong. I'm going to stand my ground. And then the wind starts blowing. But unless he gives us the strength to do it, we, we're not going to be able to do it. But that's what Paul is praying for them. But God is going to do this. He, how does he do it? He does it from the inside out. How does he do it? He does it by his Holy Spirit within us. Nothing to be afraid of. In fact, it's something we need to know about and we need to, to, to say, God, by your spirit, keep working in me. Keep, keep helping me. I know that I can't change it. I can't fix it. I can't do the things that need to be done. So, Holy Spirit, have your way. Jesus said, I won't leave you as orphans. I'll come to you. I'll live inside of you. Encourage you. I want, to look at, I want to turn back uh, one more passage, turn back to 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 that, that we uh, looked at last week and we ended on, and I want to, I want to look at it again because it, it really just sums it up, what, what I'm talking about here today. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 21 and 22. He says, now it is God 
Who is it? It's God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. Who, the same word again, makes us strong in Christ. He anointed us. He set his seal of ownership on us. And he put his spirit where? In our hearts. As a deposit. Guaranteeing what is to come. It's only a deposit. It's only like a down, down payment. It's only just a little bit. It's absolutely phenomenally incredible that God by His Spirit will live within me and do what He wants to do, but it's only a foretaste of what's to come. Only a foretaste. So, what does God want us to do about this? Again, it gets back to what I was talking about, the inside job. Trust, and what was the second point? Access. Trust and access. If we have believed in Jesus Christ, He's already come to live within us. If we've surrendered our lives to Him, we've asked Him in, He has come. But do we trust Him to do what He needs to do within us? Do we really trust Him and say, God, I don't know if you know me well enough. And I don't know if I trust you in this area of my life. I don't know if you really can do what you're trying to do here. Rather, this idea of trust is that, God, I just trust you completely. I I trust you, you know, you're the Lord of my life. You're the Savior. You're you're the Creator, God. Holy Spirit, do whatever you want to do because I trust you. I trust you. That's faith. That's what faith is, trust. And then this thing about access, like, Holy Spirit, just just take take it all. Take it all. You know, I, I... There's no closed doors. There's no locked rooms. Just have your way in in me. Unrestricted access. Not to carry out a crime. Some would say maybe it's a crime, what God wants to do in our lives, but I don't don't think so. I think it's it's a good work. Like Philippians 1.6 said, it's a good work that he's began. Psalm 51, David says, Create where? In me. In me, a pure heart, O God. And renew a steadfast spirit within me. Psalm 51, 10. And one more verse in the Psalms, David as well. Psalm 139, verse 23. says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See, If there is any offensive way, where? In me. In me. And lead me in the way everlasting. There's a couple passages in the Bible that tell us that we can fight against God. Right? We can resist the Holy Spirit and we can grieve the Holy Spirit. We don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Not that I sometimes probably surely do but rather yield to the Holy Spirit. That's what we want to do. Yield to what God, God is doing in our lives. Give Him that, that trust and that unrestricted access. Oh, gracious Heavenly Father, we thank You that You have not left us on our own. And You're here with us by Your Spirit. And You want to do a work, and it's a good work. You're working. Father, we're encouraged by the fact that that you have not given up on us. 
You haven't given us up as a lost cause or a hopeless case. But you see something you're doing and you're going to keep at it and you're not going to stop until the job's done. Father, we yield to you this morning anew, afresh, today. We trust you that you know what you're doing and we give you access. We say, Lord, have your way. Have your way in me. Have your way in us as a church, as a fellowship. Father God, I also always want to give an opportunity, an invitation to any who maybe are still searching for truth, searching for life, searching for hope. If that's you this morning, your, your journey begins with Jesus Christ in the cross, what he did for you, that he died for your sins, that he gave his life to you and all that you need to do is say yes and receive him today. He loves you. He loves you. He, he's given his life for you to prove that he's loved you. Simply pray. Say, Jesus, please. I receive you as you have already received me. Come into my life. Come into my heart. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You didn't leave us alone. You sent your spirit to live within us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.